0: Welcome in episode 199 of the Get Around Podcast. We are here, two of us in the Get Around Podcast studio, myself, Brendan Queeley, your host, and then James Cook is also here. Joining us via FaceTime, enjoying the spoils of a snow day, is Andrew Rosenthal. I wouldn't really say enjoying considering my dog I had to walk
1: my dog in this this morning and she couldn't find grass so it's kind of like a ticking time bomb if she's gonna have an accident in my apartment or not because she does not want to go in the snow you get a how how big is she uh, pretty small you can probably see her on the screen right now should, should I bring her we get about yeah, let's, fourth you yes, know today.
0: Let, let, let's go ahead <laughs> and, and Standard since, lab and since no one can see this we might as well play right now we're looking at a, a, a blank phone screen. The, oh the, my the, the goodness. Roof. Yeah, that's kind of what I expected. Oh my god, so adorable.
1: We have a fourth guest today. Her name is Fanny. Hi, Fanny. She can't hear you. <laughs> Even without the headphones, I don't think she'd be able to hear
0: you. But Yeah, it is it is always an adventure having a dog when the weather is like this. Because Luna is the same way. Like I let her out and then she's she goes out, she goes and she does her business, and she's like, I want right back in. I want to be right back on the couch. It, it,
1: it's just funny because Sunday she was like, she wakes me up at like 10 a.m. or whatever early it was. It was like in 9:30, and we go. She got, she goes out and she goes pee. Then we go back inside. Then I go back and sleep again for about an hour, and she wakes me up again. She goes,
2: bur, 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 bur. I'm like,
1: Fanny, I just took you out. And turn sure off. She has to go poop. We do that. She can go back. Sit, she goes back in. Noon comes around and she's still barking like what do you want to do now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> James, how are your cats by the way?
3: The, the they are they every time that we open the door for them to go outside, they look at us and they like think that we can control the weather and they're like why did you do this to us?
0: <laughs> like what did we what did we do? Like
3: yeah, they're seriously they like stick their nose on and they're just like what? Come on guys, fix this. You know, that's cats for you though.
0: I've never I've, I've never had a cat. I've been dogs my entire life. Did you have any dogs growing up, James? Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. we had dogs. Yeah, we had a little poodle, and we had a big, like, uh, kind of, hey, he's kind of a mutt, but like a sheepdog. Okay. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, again, welcome into uh, episode 199 of the Get Around Podcast. Like I said, Brendan Queely here, James Cook, Andrew Rosenthal. We are brought to you by Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's, two locations in Traverse City. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy John's freak yeah there we go see just need you in the studio to to keep the uh to keep that cadence keep going keep the old brain working so yeah but it is uh it's monday uh, for those listening on a day that's not monday which is likely going to be the case in case, unless i get this out tonight but uh weather we've had some weather and uh has certainly knocked off uh school for today and uh james you were telling me that what the entire up is closed
3: yeah i was talking to a hockey coach from the up up in uh, houghton and he was saying yeah that they got like they got like 18 inches of snow where he lives in the last day or two and it's still coming down today they're still getting more like effect and he can only see like 20 yards out of his
0: out of the windows of his house and like every school is closed I'm still, I'm in denial. Like, I don't know, like, I, I, I deny that winter is here, it, when it, even when it's, like, punching me right in the face. I go, no, I don't need a shovel. I, it'll melt. It'll, I, you know, we'll, we'll get a warm-up day. It'll be fine. I don't need, to, I don't need a shovel or anything like that. It's, it's fine. And then the more I do that, the more the snow just builds up, and the more I find myself nearly getting stuck in my driveway. Mm-hmm. And going, now this now the snow is too heavy to shovel. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, it's heart attack snow. Heart attack snow can't do it. It's a health risk.
3: Yeah, yeah. I had shoveled for the first time last night.
1: Andrew, you and don't have, have to shovel, do you? Yeah, I don't have to shovel, but I kind of wish I had, you know, control over my own, like, I, I wish I had the ability to get my car out of my driveway. You know, it's like, on a... I was James was calling me to come over yesterday and watch some football and I'm like well
0: the plows haven't come yet so I don't want to I don't want to do work for other people as I was driving in here I saw a car that was just completely buried that had gotten the plow had completely buried the car you know or at least up to like about up to the door handle and I looked at it and I went well, I guess that car's just staying there for the next few months. Like, if it doesn't, if there's no melt, if there and it's just, if it keeps piling on, like, what is that person going to do? It was some heavy-packed snow already, and I felt bad for that person. But, just like last week, we got off on tangents and digressions that had nothing to do with sports, so let's try to keep it on track this week. And uh, we'll get into, since winter is here with the winter sports season is also here and uh, we had girls basketball start last week uh, some good performances uh, and we'll get to at least one of those coming up in our get around hall of fame uh, so we'll talk a little girls basketball we'll talk some boys basketball our guests this week are charla caleb stuck and uh, evan solomon uh, the basketball team we'll get a chance to talk to them a little bit later um, had them on for about 15 minutes a great conversation with those two Uh, which did include some uh, early technical difficulties that caused the interview to start about a half hour late or close to a half hour late.
3: Yeah, late enough that we got a text from the coach who was like, come on, hurry up. Yeah. (laughs) Hey,
0: these kids have more important things than your podcast listened to by dozens of people. So, uh, yeah, so we'll talk to uh, Luke or... uh, not Luke, it's his brother. Uh, we didn't even talk about Luke, we did talk about his sister, mm-hmm. And then so, but we'll talk to Caleb and Evan a little bit later, uh, and then we'll get into our Get Around Hall of Fame, and we'll close things out with the trifecta, and uh, do a little more Snow Day talk. But right now, let's go ahead and, and get into uh, to girls' basketball. We had some games start last week, uh, Andrew, he had a chance to get out to a couple of them yourself. Um, what are we expecting uh, this year? Is there a, a, a girls team in the area that you see as a as a clear contender? You gotta think. You gotta think. Glen Lake, they've lost four or less games the past six
1: years. You know, last year they were undefeated, going to the regional, lose to Houghton Lake, going to a regional at Houghton Lake and lose to Calumet. And James, I heard it was a pretty good game there too. And I mean, last year their defense was kind of just unstoppable, and they they returned quite a bit from that team, too, especially Grace Bradford, and already got a milestone under her belt with the, scoring her 1,000th point of her career in the first game of the season. So they, they, she's got Gemma Lurchin.
3: Um, Maddie Bradford. Maddie Bradford. Jessica Robbins, who's maybe There's the, the best. sister, too. Who's, who's, yeah, Jessica Robbins is maybe the best defensive player in the area, I think. She was last year too. Yeah. So like I said, they returned a
1: lot from that team that was undefeated and came up short of a regional and the last six years they've just been a powerhouse. So I don't think this is a year that they're gonna slow down.
0: It's it's weird coming back because I I think I had left after Grace Bradford's first year, her freshman year. Um, and and even then she was showing a great deal of of talent and promise now Mm -hmm. to come back and be like oh here she's you know scoring her 1,000th point and uh being one of the best players in the area I think that's always the fun part of, Mm -hmm. of being in in sports and being in an area for a long time is you get to watch these athletes grow up and become you know really good athletes I think that was the one thing that I was kind of bummed out about um when I left my last job in Rantoul uh uh, there was a youth football team uh, in middle school that just had incredible athletes, like just great middle school athletes. And they ran through like the competition to win uh, a state championship for their, uh, for their league. And I was so excited because I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch these kids play football in high school and they're going to be amazing. And then just never had the chance to... Uh, to do that but being around James I'm sure you've had more than your fair share uh, of seeing athletes uh, show promise and then con- convert on that is there any athlete in-, in your recent memory and just and just whole families true you know like we just talked about the stucks right you know and the Bradfords are the
3: the same you know they had JJ and then and then Grace and then Maddie now too is on Glen Lakes team and she's probably with Robbins, their second best player, and, uh, you know, the two of them are just pillars of that team. I mean, having two six-foot-tall girls who are skilled is... A luxury. That's <laughs> something that a lot of teams have. So, yeah, just you've seeing a lot of families like that, and you know, again, guys like, you know, Josh Burnham. I mean, you know, who we saw as a sophomore, and we were like, man, this kid's going to be pretty good, and then, even as a sophomore, you didn't think he was going to be like Notre Dame. You didn't think notre dame level or anything but there we are yeah
0: what about uh a a surprise team for you uh
3: Um, I'm, i'm looking forward to seeing what the three tc schools do all three of them in girls basketball have new coaches so you know hopefully these are these are new starts you know the central and west have not had great seasons recently so you know maybe we get one of those schools really turns around and and challenges, I think, who Toski is probably your favorite in the Big North Conference this year. Maybe challenges them. You know, Toski is, I think, clear-cut, I think, the, the favorite. In the, and that's in
1: crazy the, to say, considering that Cadillac has lost one game in the last three years,
3: you know. Mm-hmm. But they lost those two or three they lost, top, they lose really Callie good Anderson. players. Yeah, yeah. And, and McKenna Bryant and, and all those top tier players that they had the last couple of years and you know Batoski has the guys <laughs> the guys on the so, girls team they have a bunch of sisters think, and his last name is Guy
1: oh yeah but I, I think St. Francis could be good this year um, in, in recent years they've been really really young and you know over the years, young becomes old with high school sports. You know, young becomes sen- seniors. You know, they have pair seniors and uh, Guinness Bramer and oh gosh, who's the other one? Colleen uh, Heigelwald. and they for them basketball was their number one sport. And this year, I think they're going to really have a chance to
3: shine. Yeah, you throw Maggie Napont into that. If if they had like, if they had a big in the middle. I think that this that would that would be a really good team because they have those three perimeter players, who can all score and defend. Um, they just don't have the at least at least that I've seen so far. We haven't I haven't seen them play yet or anything like that, but I don't know that they have that tall girl in the middle that they've had before.
0: Who are you looking at as
3: possible players of the year? Ooh, I mean, Grace Bradford's got to be at the top of that list. I mean, Olivia Lowe was graduated from. From Leland, she would have been one of the players who was in that conversation last year too. Lauren Wilder, Manton, yeah, she's going to have a really good season, and um, that team's going to hit, he- going to rely heavily upon her. Yeah, um, and uh, so she'll put up some some big numbers this season. Jc Sum- Jc Summers,
1: I've seen her evolve into more of a stretch four role. You know, at first she was like a center, you know, more of a post up defender, but. Heck, during the postseason run last year she was taking three-pointers against Saginaw DeVal, and she did the same thing in the front and the opener against uh, Ellsworth. So I think I think she's going to have a good season too.
0: Are we going to find ourselves at, at the Breslin? Is that where the girls are playing this year, or is it at a
3: – Yeah, I think they're, yeah, they, were back to, they were back to Breslin last year. It was just during the finals they pretty much didn't let hardly anybody in. Do we think we'll find ourselves there and? I think Glen Lake has a pretty legit shot at that. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, let's uh, move on to the boys. Uh, they get started this week, and uh, you know I'll start with the the same question, but I'll I'll go to you, James, with this one. Uh, who are our contenders this year? Who are the the teams that are above the others in the area? I mean, we've got a lot of good teams, and then we got to see who out of those
3: comes to the level in boys basketball that we think glenn lake will be at girls you know charlevoix you know we the guys we're going to talk to here in a little bit um they could be one of those teams i think east jordan will be very good this season with the mall pass brothers um you know you've got like a uh, mason is like a six three six four point guard and then preston is like six 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 seven maybe now and he was good as a freshman so you know they'll be good you've got a lot of other good individual players around the area um but, uh, you know, I think Cadillac and Petoskey will both be pretty solid this year, too, along with Central and West. You know, I mean, you got Carson Bordeaux at Central. He may be one of the most electric players in the area. J.J. Marshall from Petoskey. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of good teams, and then we've got to see who raises their level of play to be that really good team that can maybe make a run to the quarters, Final Four, get, them, get down to Breslin. Is there one you feel has the potential to do that?
1: there's one I feel like has the potential to do that like Leona St. Mary you know you return your two biggest scorers in Dylan Barnowski and Sean Bramer um, they beat Frankfurt obviously last year in a heck of a game and made it to the quarterfinals so I, I, that that regional as a whole it's always really interesting because there's so many local teams You the Ellsworth was thrown, thrown in the mix there last year and you know I, I, it's going to be a good one for sure for the Snowbirds Eagles okay
3: other St. Mary's school. Yeah, the Taylor St. Mary's words. Yeah, I, I think that they will be one of the re- other really good teams around. Um, another one I think is could be Bensie Central. You know, they're just loaded with shooters. Um, and if they can get somebody that can come in and hold down the middle of the, the lane for them, play some defense, rebound, and free up those shooters, you know, they're a team that can be dangerous as well.
0: And we're looking at players of the year. You talked about Bordeaux being one of the most electric players uh, in the area. Uh, among the boys, who do we feel has that potential? Yeah, I think Bordeaux will be in that conversation. Um,
3: I think J.J. Marshall from Petoskey, he was a uh, electric scorer last year as a sophomore. I think he was somewhere around like 18 points a game. Uh, um, Why not Bor- say Why not say this is going to be definitely in that that talk as well um you've got those those shooters and benzie you've got bramer and barnowski at, at gaylord same or I mean, now you got me doing it at lake Leona, <laughs> St. Mary. and uh and then uh you know you could have some wild cards like a kid like evan Bohr from from cadillac I've, I've heard his game has has come along a, quite a bit brady ewing from petoskey who's the best shooter in the area yes yeah, i mean so benzie's got you know all those all those shooters. They've got, uh, you know, Quinn Zickert, uh, Nate Childers, Jackson Childers, and Chaz Grundy. I mean, they've got those four guys that can all score. Um, and then, you know, as we mentioned, Marshall. And then, for Cadillac, I think uh, God, I'm trying to remember his name. There was a kid from Cadillac last year that was just had like the nicest three point shot, and that's like all he did was yeah. shoot three pointers. I'm going to go with Braden Steamlike from
1: Ellsworth, you know. He was on that team with Jaeger Griswold last year that made a run to the regional
0: semifinals. But Wait, the kid's Manny, name is Jaeger Griswold? Yes, we had him on our podcast, and he's a great guest, too. Is he still playing? Because I just want to talk to him about his name. He graduated and apparently goes to Vanderbilt
1: now. There's a There was a story behind his—he uh, was a superintendent—or not the— the so, so, so the valedictor- he was the valedictorian at Ellsworth, and apparently convinced the one of these guys that was a je- like a
0: major winner in Jeopardy to be their commencement speaker. In oh, Ellsworth. that was him. Yeah, I, that is awesome. I mean, well, yeah, with a name like Jaeger Griswold, I feel like you could convince anybody to do anything. You're like, I'm Jaeger Griswold don't you know who I am? And then, of course, you'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know who you are, Jaeger Griswold, the coolest name ever. <laughs> but, you know, Steenweich
1: like, in the Northern Lakes Conference, he was averaging around 20 to 30 points per game, and continued against Gaylord St. Mary when they topped him for their first district title in probably like 10 years. So, I, I, I think he, you know, we saw he threw for like 500 yards one game against uh, on the on the football field, and I think he can. He has a good chance to lead the Salisworth team back to another win over St. Mary and Districts. So, mm-hmm. and, and the other guy, and this is perhaps a team they might run into, Dylan, Mar- Dylan Barnowski, of Lake on St. Mary. Between him and Bramer, I think Barnowski's more of the shooter. You know, he was, he had no problem going for three-pointers and no problem looking for those far, far twos and far field goals, so... Those two are my favorite. Two favorite. One. Two of my favorite players to watch, especially in D four.
3: Yeah, the the Cadillac kid's name that I can remember was Jaden Montag. Um, he's a a guard for them. that just has a really good three point shooter.
0: Okay, so who's got the uh, best chance to make it to the Breslin, make an appearance there down on the home court of the Spartans?
3: Lake Lakeland, I think, has the maybe the road, and and they've got those two star players and then they've got august Schaub, who's also a very good contributor and in class d that can get you a long ways so i i think that i think right now if i was to pick one team that would be the one that i would go with right now until we until we see something else to to override that that's who i'm going with
0: okay
3: i have to go with james
1: for a lot of those same reasons you know uh they have like they have two six footers in Class D, like you said, that's very, very hard to contend with.
3: Mm. And Barnowski, yeah, Barnowski can do a bit of everything. He can drive. He can hit three pointers. He's left-handed, which messes people up on defense. And and then Bramer's Bramer just is, a heck of an athlete. Just just a heck of an athlete all around. You he's know? a beast. I mean, you know, he's not that huge of a kid, really, but he just grabs rebounds and dominates the paint like somebody his size necessarily shouldn't be doing. But, I mean, he just does. He's a you know, strong kid.
0: All right, well, we're going to have a lot to look forward to this year over the next uh, couple of months. It's going to be fun, going to be interesting. We know that there are going to be great performances, stellar performances, big surprises, and uh, a lot of interesting storylines uh, to follow as the basketball season goes on. But let's go ahead and get into our interview with Charlevoix, Caleb Stuck, and Evan Solomon right now. And you learned a valuable lesson today. I did learn a very, a valuable very tool. valuable lesson today. One, be a little bit more prepared, <laughs> and two, I don't know why my phone wasn't allowing me to FaceTime uh, one of our guests today, uh, Caleb Stuck, is here along with Evan Solomon, just over a regular old phone call, which is ancient, I guess, is, is the best way to do it, and uh, both Charlevoix uh, Raiders, welcome in. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for sticking with us and uh, bearing with us through all the uh, technical difficulties. Yeah, well, thanks for having us. Caleb, your dad, Matt, uh, has been texting James here, and uh, the last text that he got was, have practice at 3 p.m., dot, 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 get that podcast going. Smiley face. <laughs> now, does is the smiley face... Uh, how important do you think that was for your dad to send the smiley face por- portion of that text to make sure that we both knew that he wasn't uh, ready to tear our heads off because of how long it's taken us to get going on this podcast? Um, very important. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If he didn't, if he didn't
4: send that, I uh, it w- it would have been you guys might have taken it the wrong way too. So, <laughs>
0: hey, you know, as, as long as. Uh, Everyone's okay and everybody gets to practice safe. That's that's all that matters. <laughs> For
2: sure.
3: So no no pra- no school today, but you still got to practice, huh?
2: Yeah, um, and practice times were all switched around all day, so we finally settled on three o'clock though. So.
0: how does that work? Are, like school is canceled, but after school activities aren't canceled. Does that happen a lot, or is it usually? both get uh, canceled that day
4: well we already had one snow day this year before this and we had practice that day too and like in the in the past like we've had games on snow days multiple times probably five times we've had snow days and we still played games
0: the same day so that's a clear message that our you know our education system sends it's that what happens outside of the classroom is more important than what happens inside the classroom. I think that's important for everyone to know. <laughs> <laughs> or the time of day. Maybe a factor. That could be yeah. the time of the day. Roads certainly. are
3: clear by 7 yeah, o'clock.
0: You hope. Sure. You hope. <laughs> so how are you uh, How are you two feeling about this season, uh, getting started this week and getting things moving?
2: Um, I'm very excited. Uh, we're a young team and we got a lot of things to learn. We're gonna go through some rough patches this year, but really excited. We have a good outlook on the season, so I
3: was told you guys can get a little chippy in practice, right? Oh yeah,
2: for sure. For sure. Yep.
3: What what usually brings that on? Um probably me and
0: Evan just drawing at each other a lot. Yeah, and do you, well, do, like, you have, um, do, do you guys sorry. do you guys like each other, or do you, oh for sure oh okay oh okay. <laughs> yeah I was like oh my god for do sure we have, do we have two teammates <laughs> on here who like who are like battling all the time no 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 it's just, we you know
2: we've grown up as close friends and we're both ultra competitive so we're always matched up against each other in practice you know we get after it
3: and what usually brings it on the, um, the part I, I've been hitting a shot with me and start.
2: Uh, just jawing at me so they're not jawing back and go back and forth. I do enjoy talking some trash to Caleb. It's, it's always a good time.
0: <laughs> do you bring that trash talk into the uh, into competition at all? Yes. Uh, I like <laughs> it. Yeah. Does that go back to the uh, the
3: St. Mary's Charlevoix rivalry?
2: Well, I guess so. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was weird because we got to play with each other like third through fifth grade or sixth grade or whatever it was with like the youth basketball and we were the two of the better kids on the team and then we had to split up a play against each other so i don't know i was being super competitive it's always just been fun to go at each other
3: well once games gets to start you guys get to go head to head with the with other teams what do you what do you think the lake michigan conference looks like this year well it's going to be tough um especially because we're, we're a small
4: team like Evan is one of our tallest guys, and he's our point guard, you know. And, and like St. Francis is huge. Boyne is long and athletic. Grayling is super long and super athletic. So it's just like we're, we're just gonna have to like out physical everybody. it will be tough.
3: Mm-hmm. You don't have that. You don't have that bonus of having uh, Jacob Mueller running around in the middle, six nine guy. I, I, <laughs> this year. How, how much did that kind of help you guys out last year just being able to be like yeah we can just let Evan take care of the middle or I mean Jacob can take care of the middle um, it helped out quite a
4: bit because most teams didn't have a six, 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 seven dude with a huge wingspan so it was nice for him just to we could always dump it off in the post and have him go to work or he could rebound and we could also shoot too so it made it a lot easier
0: does anything feel different about this year compared to, to last year, which was also this calendar year? Um, how are you feeling going into into this season and get it, getting things started on a normal schedule? Um, it feels pretty cool. It's also good, though,
2: because uh, at least in the LMC, we have Thursday night games for the first half of the season, so that's going to be a little bit. But, I don't know, it's true exciting being able to, for sure, have a full season and have a group of guys that really want to work hard—it's going to be a
0: good time. What are you expecting from the Raiders this year? What are you? What are the goals? Um, I would say, definitely conference champs would be a big
4: goal because we've been right in the running the last couple of years with that, and then obviously districts and whatnot.
2: But yeah, we'll definitely shooting for another district title would be a, a main goal for us but we just want to peak at the right time you know head into a playoffs on a good roll and just try to win as many games as we can
0: what's been the message so far uh in practice and, and gearing up for the first game of the season what's that you know what are your coaches telling you what's that kind of little tidbit that you're trying to drive into yourself mentally to make sure that you're prepared
2: Yeah, well, we just want to go out there and just be the toughest team out there because we're not the biggest team, you know, and losing Jacob, that's a huge hole that we have to fill. We just want to be the most physical team out there, hustle, do little things, and hopefully come out with a good win at the end.
0: And then Trash Talk can help with that too, I would imagine.
2: (laughs) I try to keep that to a (laughs) minimum. You keep that to practice? Yeah, mostly.
3: Um, so, so Caleb, have you, can you beat your sister in basketball or do yes. you regularly? Yes, I do. What, what is it, <laughs> what is it you use to, to beat her in basketball?
4: Oh, I can just out muscle her. So it makes it, it's actually, it's actually fun because like I'll just turn and back into her and just push her all the on you at the basket and shoot her way up. So over and over and over if I want to. So I I, I would
2: still take the least, I don't want to be one over Caleb any day.
0: Yeah. Not true. I spell
2: and bold, Elise.
0: Caleb, do you get uh, tired of? Uh, and this is not me taking a shot at James. This is something that we talked about actually before. I was like, I mean, we gotta ask him about his sister, because uh, the last time that I was on the sports beat, uh, I was covering Elise and, and watching her, uh, watching her dominate uh, on the court. But I was just wondering, like, are you constantly or Pretty consistently asked about your sister uh, growing up, especially since you play basketball as well. Oh, all the time. It's a it's an everyday occurrence. Is it really? Oh yeah.
4: Every day school, at least one teacher asked me how she's doing or
0: how did she play or something. Well, I'm but, glad. I'm glad that since you didn't have school today, we could fill in for your teachers <laughs> and ask that, that question. That it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get tired of it, or are you just are you very good natured about it and like yes, yes, yeah, she's very talented. Okay, all right, thank you. Let's let's move on. Yeah, again.
4: I don't, really, I don't really mind it. I mean, because I'm happy for her, you know. Like least and I got are like we get along really well, so it's
0: like I was, I'm, I don't mind it at all. Was there anything that she's kind of given to you as a, like a basketball nugget that has helped your game improve? Um. You can say no. It's fine. And we. <laughs> uh, not off the top of my head. So it's just maybe the the competitive back and forth between the two of you that's kind of helped you grow? Yes, because we
4: always. I mean, we've we played. At least I played one on one. So many times. And Pig. And, like, she used to get me in Pig because she would do a stupid shot that I could never make. But. Which one was that? Can you take? Was it like off the house and Uh, then? She would run under the basket, do reverse layup, but go like between the legs and behind the bat and then shoot it.
0: And I could never make it, so she would always get me on that. Hey, don't feel bad. I don't think I could make that one either. So.
3: (laughs) Um, So I'll I'll change it to Evan then. Uh, Evan, you only played two years of football, but you got Mm all conference both years. Um, yeah. When you, when you joined the football team Were you just kind of like Hey, this is pretty easy um,
2: I mean, no other really football I played as a flag football Way back But I don't know I just worked a lot over the over the summer Just to get better But Caleb, I will say As a quarterback Made it pretty easy Threw me some great passes out there So I don't know I just had a fun time out there
3: What was your favorite route Combination that you,
2: you two ran? Uh, I bet Caleb and I, both, we both have the same answer, the slant go route. Yeah. I'd slant inside and then take him back
0: outside and broke a couple ankles with that one. <laughs> Got a lot of touch times off that one. <laughs> Does playing a different sport together help you in the other sports that you play? Like, since you played football together, do you feel that that relationship helps you in basketball?
2: I think for sure. Uh, but also, even if we didn't even play football together, Caleb and I just have a good relationship, you know. And we've played basketball with each other for so long. Like, we know where each other are going to be on the court and where each other's strengths are. And, you know, it's always just, you know, we're working better out there. It definitely helps us come closer together.
3: Mm. What was it that Caleb had to say to you to convince you to, to come play football?
2: Oh, God. I don't know. I was getting a lot of... A lot of attention from the football coaches over that summer, and just everyone be like, hey, you got to play. you got to play this Um For me, personally, though, the main thing that made me want to switch to football was I'd lose way too much weight during cross-country season. I was way too skinny for basketball season. I just get pushed on my body. I just want to put on a little bit of muscle. I'm still skinny, but I want to do a little bit extra to keep me... Be for basketball season.
0: Well, that's good. Uh, although, hopefully, your conditioning was was still up to to par as well, because I know that uh, running up and down the court, uh, cross country, could certainly help in the in, in that conditioning. Did you Did you feel that? Uh, you're you're still pretty well conditioned while you're playing basketball.
2: Yeah, I still think I'm I'm in great shape. Uh, football conditioning is no joke either, uh-huh. especially with our coaches. They they don't they don't let us go easy. um I'm still playing basketball all throughout the football season, so I stay in pretty good shape. It's definitely different when you get on the court for the first time in practice, but.
3: I was told to ask Caleb, um, are you a good deer hunter? Uh, I have shot one deer.
4: <laughs> I've taken one shot, and I've shot one deer, so. sure so you're 100%. I'm 100%, and it was a bow, too, which is even harder than a rifle. True. But I've hunted my whole life, and I've only seen three legal, uh, three legal deer. Two of them ran past me that I couldn't get a shot at and the one that stood, I shot. So,
3: you know. So I'm not terrible. Mm-hmm. But. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I've only ever gotten one deer and I've hunted way longer than you. I, I'm, I, I, believe, <laughs> I believe it on where we hunt. Not how bad of a hunter I <laughs> yeah, am. Yeah. <laughs> but the best deer I ever saw, I, I saw during deer season this year and it was while I was driving. He ran out in front of me. and
0: Did you hit it? I did not hit
3: it. Oh, okay. No, he ran into a field, and if I'd had my rifle in the trunk, I could have had enough time to stop, load my rifle, and get him because he just went out into the field and then kind of looked at me with his magnificent 10-point rack. Wow. That
0: <laughs> a... All right. Well, why don't we go ahead and wrap up the conversation on that note right there. Uh, boys, we're going to let you go, let you get to practice, and uh, thank you both so much for taking a little bit of time out of your day to talk to us. Thanks again for bearing with us again with all of the uh, technical difficulties. I don't know why, uh, for some reason, Caleb, FaceTime just didn't work with you. I don't know what the problem was there, but uh, we still appreciate both of you coming on, uh, and, and thank you so much, and good luck in the season going forward. Yes, uh, thank you. Thanks again to Caleb and Evan for joining us on the Get Around Podcast for a very special episode 199. Guys, I still have no idea what we're doing for 200. Like, how do we even... We can't even really do, like, a fun episode for 200 because we can't really all be in here. I mean, and other than us just applauding ourselves for making... Two hundred episodes. I don't really like. At this point, I'm like, do we even make a big deal about it?
3: We I mean, we did for a hundred, but that was like kind of like the first milestone, big huge milestone. Yeah, and everything. I would still be cool with doing it for two hundred. All right. Whatever we can, whatever we can pull off.
0: I think yeah, we could at least have some old guests in the beginning, but uh, I'll I'll reach out to to Jake and and Brett. And see if they want to come on next week. Bring back our first guest. We could. We could do that. We our, could bring back. Our uh, first guest was Mattson. Mark
3: Matson. Yeah,
0: Mark Matson, who is. He just recently left he's Glen Lake, selling
3: class rings.
0: He's at always at Justin's He's at, Jastin's? He's at Jastin's. Oh, all right.
3: Okay. Class rings and other
0: memorabilia. That's not a bad idea. We'll go through and. Uh, you know, we'll just do a clip show next week. We won't actually have anything. I'll just clips from previous fun episodes but uh <laughs> just be Brendan laughing yeah at powdered sugar donuts which makes me laugh and i know that makes me a psychopath that my own laughter makes me laugh but i just i just enjoy it andrew have you had the opportunity yet to listen to my stupid outtakes no i will all right you probably won't enjoy them i i always show them to people i'm like listen to this it's so funny and they're like oh yeah great <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. (laughs) Oh, it's hilarious, Brendan. You're an idiot. (laughs) You're special. Uh, Okay, so yes, um, back to the business at hand. Uh, This is the Get Around Podcast. We are brought to you by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Jimmy John's Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fast. Freak, yeah. I'll just take it this time. All right. Uh, Let's get into the Get Around Hall of Fame and our nominations this week. I'll get us started for our Athlete of the Week, and I'll go with, out of Grand Traverse Academy, uh, I'm going to go with Claudia Burley. Uh, she has 35 rebounds in two games so far for the Mustangs, uh, who are 1-1, one and one. Uh, but she's she's been a force. She had 9 points and 15 rebounds in their first game, which was a win against North Bay, and then she followed that up with, 22 points, 18 rebounds, three assists, three blocks, and four steals, but that was in a loss, uh, 48-41 to Central Lake. But she is still my nominee for two really, really impressive perform- uh, performances early in the season. Uh, James, your nominee this week. I'm going to put up somebody who uh, who has no stats really.
3: Hockey player who didn't score any goals, but like. It didn't score goals, but I still noticed this person stand out during the hockey game that I covered. I love night. this. Uh, it is uh, Larson Miller. goes by Lars. Um, he's, he's the cousin of the other Miller, Caleb Miller, that played for the refs, even though they spelled their last name differently. Miller and Millar. Miller and Millar. Uh, they're cousins. And on Friday night against Bay City Wolves, um, I mean, he's, a, he's like a freshman, and, but he just you can just tell he's going to be one of those guys that sooner rather than later probably is going to be a high level goal scorer like he can just skate right around people and it's just going to be one of those players i think that will there will be a standout hockey player here pretty soon
0: so just like we were talking about you notice that that talent and you're like cool i get to watch this progress awesome yep. love that nomination andrew
1: yeah, I'm going to go with Shea Harmison from Traverse City Central. You know, he scored his first varsity goal during the playoffs last year. Tons of assists. I think he was Central's, like, st- fifth or sixth leading point scorer last year and scored a pair of goals in the Trojans' game against Petoski. So pretty pretty good season up ahead of him for uh, for Shea.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah, he's had a really good season so far. Miller is a sophomore, by the way, not a freshman, okay. but still.
0: All right. All right, we'll, uh right, we'll get the voting started. We'll go James, Andrew, and then I'll I'll break the tie if there is one.
3: I mean, and Burley's numbers are pretty hard to hard to ignore.
0: That's a pretty huge stat sheet filler right there. Well, even just the second game, I mean, I know it was a loss, but what was it, 22 points and 18 rebounds?
3: Yeah, and three blocks.
0: Yeah. I'll go Burley. I mean, I'll go Burley. I'll go Burley, too, only because... She has the homophonic pronunciation of my favorite White Sox player of all time, Mark Burley, and I'm gonna ding myself because I feel like every time <laughs> I bring up the White Sox, I have to ring the bell, just like every time Andrew brings up uh, Kansas, the team we don't speak bell. about. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I think that I think it's only fair. I gotta have one that I'd have to get dinged you, for then. We do. What we, is yeah, it? we've the Lions. Um, Probably. I don't. You know what? I haven't really noticed that you talk about something annoyingly. I know I do, and I know Andrew definitely does. We did have the big weekend this
3: this week for the uh, for Michigan sports. Michigan winning the Big Ten championship and the Lions apparently winning the Super Bowl. If you listen, if you looked at Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> like after that game was over, man, it was like it was like they won the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, but how cool was that? That was such an incredible, especially with what happened last week in Oxford, mm-hmm. for them to to dedicate that game even beforehand to the, to the victims of that, to the families, to everyone who has been traumatized by what happened in, in Oxford, mm-hmm. and then to go out and look like they were going to Lions it up, and then totally completely did. not... And come back, and I mean, I—that is a—it's a goosebumps moment for me, and it's it weird to Did say you see the press for conference a, afterwards. For a team, yeah,
3: yeah. For, for he a mentioned team. he brought he mentioned everybody's name, not only and the you know the four who would passed away, and then all the other kids and the teacher who were wounded in the thing and everything, and that was cool. Michigan scoring forty-two points, which is which was Tate Tate's number. Oh wow, at Oxford in the Big Ten Championship game. I mean yeah, whole bunch of whole bunch of chills over the weekend.
0: Yeah, and it's if that's if that's a super bowl for the Lions, that's a that's for this a damn it good is. that's a damn good Super Bowl. I mean it really is that for to to have that much celebration and joy over a one win team. I, that's why I love sports. That's what's really cool about it. And, and Because a win why over an, not enjoy that? Yeah, and
3: a win over an injury-ravaged Vikings team that you <laughs> barely beat on the last play of the game. Hey, man, when things make, work when, out. When suddenly Jared, Jared Goff decided that he's actually could throw the ball for one play and, like, fired one in there. Yeah. And then he was like a kid after the game, too. Did you just see him run and... It was Like running to Dan Campbell's
0: arms like a little kid. Yeah, it was wild. It was so cool. And, you know, anybody who's hating on a moment like that just doesn't get it, in my opinion. So, all right. Well, uh, congratulations, Claudia Burley of Grand Traverse Academy. You are the latest inductee into the Get Around Hall of Fame. So let's move on now to the trifecta, since we talked about it at the opening of the show and a little bit throughout, and then we talked about it with uh, Caleb and Evan. Snow days. Do you guys have a uh, favorite part when you were a kid uh, and school got canceled, what your favorite part of uh, that snow day was? Well, if we can get on the road, (laughs) if the roads weren't that bad,
1: uh, you would probably see like 100 to 200 kids just chilling on the sled hill. Most of, me, most of them would be your classmates,
3: so. Yeah, when I was a kid in elementary school, we'd go sledding on the sled hill, which was ironically at the school. <laughs> <laughs> There's a huge
0: well, hill. Well, like we can't, it we can't a, make it to school, so we're going to yeah, go to school.
3: Yeah, there was a huge hill in front of the, one of the elementary schools, not the one that I went to, but one of the other schools in town, and that's where the sled hill was. And so when, when school was out, you went to the
0: sled hill. So there was this uh, sled hill in Chicago, or when, in Hickory Hills, actually and it was a, it was steep. It was very tall and very steep. Black Black diamond? At least, (laughs) like, it was, and it was always crowded. And someone always got hurt. I don't know if this, if you guys had a sled hill where you were, where, like, there were always injuries and stuff like that, but I remember, I remember this one time, someone was coming, this little girl, she was she just gotten up she was walking back up the hill and this like sled of four people came down and just destroyed this poor little girl just like hit her so hard and she slammed her face on like packed snow and ice and then there was just blood everywhere. That image is seared into my head forever. And I—that didn't even happen to me, but I was still afraid of sledding after after that because I was still I was young enough where I was looking at this girl just bleeding profusely from her face and going, "I never want to do this again. I never want to go sledding again."
3: Um, well, the I, sleds nowadays are so much better.
0: I think. Yeah.
3: Like, like I don't know, when you were a kid, was it still like those those cheap little thin things that, that rolled up on each other, kind of into a tube? So, and that was like all you had? Or there was the saucer.
0: You had the saucer, or you had the, the plastic, like, toboggan thing. Yeah. And then we used to use... But there
3: was ones that we had that would, they were, it was just a pl- flat piece of plastic, but it rolled up, because you stored it rolled up. Oh, so yeah. So then it was always it rolled had up. And a string on it. Yeah, and then and that was it, and yeah. you just kind of went down on that, and it was just, it was like riding a pool noodle, down the, <laughs> down the hill or something, and that was like the so, really really cheap option. Well,
0: we used to do that too. We would use the um, inflatable like pool um, inner tubes, mm-hmm. and we would slide down on those. Um, I remember going to uh, Ludington State Park, and there's a big hill you got to climb up these monster, like, staircase to get up there, but there's a huge hill, and you can go down, go down and, y- I mean, you, you go forever, and then you end up going right into the woods. And my mom sent mm-hmm. me down when I was, like, three years old. She put me on, and she sent me down, <laughs> and she noticed me going way too fast, and then she started chasing after me and, like, screaming my name, and I went off a cliff like it just went the wrong way and i just went and i just remember I, I i can still see it in my head just grabbing onto this and shooting off the cliff and going up into the air and then coming down and landing with a thud in a huge pile of snow uh and, and surrounded by trees i don't know how i wasn't hurt or killed that day but uh mm-hmm. it's now a story that my family laughs at instead of how concerned they were that day. Yeah,
3: then there was always the kids who had the, there was the kids who had the one that had the metal rails and like the wood deck. Yes. You know those ones. Like yep. those are the ones could I could mess people up. Yeah. Cause like you got hit by one of those. Those are heavy and metal and they had no give to them. And then you know there was the, you had the, the cheap little plastic saucer things or whatever. And, yeah. And, the, the, and, and the rich kids. Ones. And the rich kids had the aluminum one. Right. Yeah, and those things could fly. Yeah. I was I so was so poor. I, I just, so I hear
1: from so I hear from a, one of our uh, photographers that in Northport there's a pretty wicked sled hill too. I don't know where this is. It's like an undisclosed location. But ever since he told me about this, this was actually on the drive back from Caledonia, you know, covering Traverse City Central in the regional finals. But I've, ever since I heard that, I wanted
0: to go there. But he knows where it's at. He does know where it's at. We might have to. But, in, and you know, when we're talk,
1: now we're, we're talking about, like, the types of sleds that we're using, not just the hill itself. Um, when I was in college and we had snow days, of course, we would uh, partake in activities. But we would also, I think there was one time we went to, we went to the dining hall and took a tray and used that as the sled.
0: You used that? You used the lunch tray as a sled? Yeah.
1: All right.
0: It worked. Ingenuity, my friend. Right. And you
1: would see, like, two or three other people at uh, the main hill on campus doing the same thing. Oh, wait, crap. That's a that's a reference about the place we don't talk about. Oh, do I have to
0: ding the bell for you? Yeah, because I'm kind of out of the area. Reminiscing about... Do we have to... <laughs> while, rock, while you're rock remote... Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Yeah, while you're remote, I guess we'll have to get you your own bell. Is that what will have to happen? Can I just knock on my desk or something? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, yeah, uh, my guess is that this will not be the only snow day of the year. This seems fairly early for a snow day. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I've been living in northern Michigan now for five years, and I still get surprised every time it snows, which is dumb. I don't know why I'm not. I was like, maybe this will be the year. Well, I think it was Caleb who was saying this is their second snow day of the year already. Yeah. 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 All right, well, uh, boys, anything else before we hit the road, and end this for the day? Yeah, speaking of snow
1: activities, uh, Kayla Kuhn and Winter Vaneki are off to a hot start in the FIS World Cup. You know, you can watch them on Peacock, or I think they, they play it again on NBC Sports Gold or whatever their premium NBC Sports channel is. But they're, they're, the Olympic trials for skiing are less than a... They're, they're at the end of December, so... We'll see if they, uh, the two Northern Michigan natives, get a chance to make it there. And we have two features on them on the Record Eagle website that went in the paper about a year ago today. So, if you want to hear their stories, stories. Go look it up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Put that. Uh, put those links out again. We will. All right. And Winter was on the uh, on the pod.
1: Yeah, she was a great guest. It asked, she she holds the record for the most the. And it was something like a triathlon in every continent with her mom, but Guinness World Records doesn't recognize the record because they didn't feel like it was safe for a 13-year-old to be running marathons. So it, was, it, was, it was the youngest mother and son, mother-daughter duo to run a marathon in seven continents, and she was 13 at the time. And this includes Antarctica, by the way. <laughs> and... She has a crazy story about that, and Guinness World Records did not recognize it because they didn't think it was safe for a 13-year-old to be running marathons.
0: Who? who the, Guinness, the Guinness Book of World Records, who are they? Who, what authority do they have for what is safe and what isn't? Did, yeah, have they, have they read their them? own book? Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, a 13-year-old girl exercising. No, yeah, we can't have horrible. that. We can't have that. But we can have this person... Uh, Try to pogo stick for 47 straight hours without any sleep that seems perfectly they fine. have
1: the world's largest man and they have all these other crazy records but they don't want to recognize the youngest person to run a marathon in seven, seven continents with their mom
0: because
1: well. that could inspire someone you know
3: yeah I mean you know instead we ask stuff like the guy who has the biggest beard made out of bees
0: yeah that's healthy
3: Yeah, and and totally safe. Yeah, and something (laughs) that all of us want to aspire to. (laughs) All
0: right, boys, uh, good episode 199. We are in the books. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Thanks again to Caleb Stuck and Evan Solomon for joining us today. Andrew, thanks for joining us virtually. James, thanks for coming in studio. And Brendan, thanks just to myself for being me. And, of course, thank you to our listeners Come back next week, episode number 200.